No, my birthday's coming up. You're not wrong. I actually already got your birthday present. You did? Yeah. How long ago? <laughs> I don't know. How long ago? Not that long. Okay. Well, thank you. Welcome. Whatever it is. You know, are you nervous, excited? How you feeling? I'm I'm good. You're I, good? I feel good. You feel good? Um, I, I will admit I'm a little... I don't know if nervous is the right word. I'm more so... Um, I got big shoes to fill. This you do have big. Chair. He does wear clown shoes. I, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. I got. I gotta fill his. Uh, I, I'm really worried about the opening. If I gotta admit. Yeah, you're worried about the cold open. No, the 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 exchange. The oh. well, some of us. I don't know. I feel. I feel like you're gonna nail it. I do it in my sleep, basically, and I say it with <laughs> you guys when I watch back the video. So oh, maybe you do. I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. nice. So I feel like I've got it, but you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. 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 We'll see how it goes. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, by the way. Yeah, of course. Anytime. It's uh, it's fun. So. Nick, she's gunning for your job. Watch out. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Hannah. You got to say your first and last name. Oh, we do that? Yeah. Oh, then start again. Start again. I do <laughs> this that, in my. That, I, I do this in my sleep. She says. I don't introduce the show in my sleep. Mm -hmm. I do the back and forth. Mm -hmm. Go again. Go again. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. And I'm Hannah Hyler. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, because you want to hear our uncensored, <laughs> unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movie and, and entertainment news, so kick back, relax, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. Little Rocky, little oh no, Nick! Go. Nick, you're pretty safe right now. <laughs> you're pretty safe right now. We'll get him in the. It's the long game right here. We'll get him at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Well, as you guys can see, Hannah is joining us today. It's gonna be super duper fun, super duper nice. Um, Nick is currently on a family vacation. Uh, next week he will be back, and we're also gonna be interviewing an amazing independent filmmaker named Julian Morales about his upcoming film, The Fallen, which I've seen, and it's great. So that's going to be fun. But for now, Hannah, Yes. I hate that I'm calling you that. Yeah, it's very weird. I, I don't think I've called you by your first name in a long time. How long have we been dating? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, because it's also, you see, it's also okay. inappropriate on air to be like so baby. Right. You know? Babe. Like I yeah, like I feel like Baba. that's. Babe. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too gotta be professional okay i know i'm trying gotta be i'm trying I'm that's trying. why it was weird to say my first and last name too it's okay okay i got it i got it focus miss hyler no oh, yeah i didn't like that, that. no that no worse. we're gonna do that we're gonna do that we're gonna do that do you have a nickname no but why are you offended by the prospect of a nickname yeah it was just okay anyways <laughs> are you ready for the box office yes yes i'm so excited for the box <laughs> office every single I'm the one that initially said that they have to do the box office first. So yeah. I just, I'm just, this feels like I know. so much joy. This is, this is great. This is great. Mm -hmm. So I have the full weekend chart here for everyone. So before I actually read the numbers, I am going to read off what the predictions were from last week, both for Nick and myself. Nick's predictions were Thor number one, Minions number two, Top Gun number three, Elvis number four, Jurassic World number five. I had flipped Elvis and Top Gun. And Kyler's predictions were the following. He put them in the comments. He did Thor number one, Minions number two, Top Gun number three, Jurassic number four, Elvis number five, and Harry dittoed <gasps> Kyler. So he was like, I think Harry it's going to be the same thing. Too. And someone was right. <gasps> Can I it, guess who was right? Go ahead. 
Uh, I think Nick was right. Nick and was right. Really? You got it I'm right, buddy. Too. And you weren't even here to celebrate. <laughs> But uh, so here, I'm going to break it down for everyone. Thor Love and Thunder came in first place, making $144 million in its opening weekend. Very good for Thor. Coming in second was Minions The Rise of Gru, making $46 million. It dropped 57%, which as we say, that's an average. It was a perfectly normal what-you-want-to-see drop from weekend one to weekend two. Coming in third was Top Gun Maverick, bringing in another $15 million, dropping 40% from week six to seven. Elvis came in fourth, dropping 39% from week two to three, making another 11 million. And Jurassic World Dominion came in fifth, pulling in another $8 million. So, that is pretty awesome. Congratulations, Nick. Uh, He'll have to text me his predictions for next week, and uh, I'll let you do predictions for next week as well. But uh, let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into each individual thing. But before I go into the top five, I actually wanted to pull up Number six, which was the black, phone. the black Phone. Thank God. And as of now, it has made $99 million worldwide. So it will cross 100 probably tomorrow. And it was made on a budget of 18 So good for Blumhouse, good for Scott Derrickson, good for The Black Phone. It's an amazing movie. Uh, let's dive into uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Its total worldwide number is $876 million, but it is slowing down. I think it may hit to 900 but I don't see it passing the Doctor Strange and certainly not Top Gun, considering Top Gun is now more than Doctor Strange. But that's still, hey, movie makes $800 million. It's still a solid run. Sure. Good job, Jurassic World. Elvis has made $155 million worldwide on a budget of, I believe, 80, 85. It's made 1.8. Not quite breaking even just yet, right. but we're on the right track. We're getting there. Um, if it keeps having low drops like it's been having and it stays in the top five over the next few weeks, then... We should be fine, but we'll see. Uh, Top Gun Maverick's total has now reached $1,141,000,000. Still at 1.1, doing really well. It's made 6.7 times its budget back. So that's pretty good. Uh, Make, let's see, budget with 170. Lightyear cost more than Top Gun. That's insane. That's in, yeah, you're right. Minions, the rise of Gru. That's what we're really here to talk about, right? we're waiting for has made $400 million worldwide <laughs> so far. Oh and, God. yep, on a production budget of $80 million, it has made five times its budget back. That's wild. Go Despicable Me franchise. I love it. I love it. I'm sure Nick's going to have something to say about that next week. And coming in first, of course, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Worldwide total is $303 million because wow, it, it opened right. in a lot of territories at once. And on a production budget of two, it's listed as 250 which might be right. It could be a little high, but it could be right. Well, we'll go with it. 250 sure. and because I think Deadline might have said it was 250 And it's made 1.2 times its budget back on the opening weekend. So Solid. it's, it's, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's going to make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how much it makes in the long run. But now it comes to the interesting part. Give me it. What's going to be the top five next week? Nick, wherever you're watching this, I want you to write this down. So. What comes out next? I will let you go first. What comes out? I believe Where the Crawdads Sing comes out. Right. Which I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get tickets for Thursday. Yeah. Because we got the raid tomorrow. We got the raid. Ooh. A local theater is playing the raid. It's called The Enzian. It's a great theater. And I got our tickets because I love that movie. 
I'm so excited. You got all of our friends to go too. Yes. Well, by the time you're watching this, it plays tonight. So that's exciting. All right, hold on. Let me pull up the exact release schedule that I screenshotted into my phone because of who I am as a person. Let's see. That's July. It's like the weekend sixteenth. Um, it is going to be. I I believe it's just for the crowdad thing. Well, that's it. Well, it has bed rest and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I don't know if those are streaming releases, though. They might Probably. be. Probably. Bu- Bullet it. Train was supposed to come out this weekend, but they moved it to August 5th. But that's just in time for Mauricio's birthday. So I think Perfect. his birthday is the day before, mm-hmm. which would be Thursday, which would be, that's when we do see. Ooh, that's Ooh. cool. That's why he wants me to get tickets so bad. I've been checking every day, Mauricio, for when they go on sale. <laughs> You're a pro with this. I promise I'm trying. So, yes. So I'm going to... Actually, I know. I said you can go first. Do your you predictions go first. first. Go ahead. Nope. This is all. You're, you're the guest. Oh, why, thank you. You get to go first. I feel so, so honored. Okay. So, next week, uh, really the only movie that comes out is Where the Crowd Dies Sing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to make top five at all. Right. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know. I feel like it's, personally, the trailer doesn't look great. It. Yes, it's been marketed, but not as much mm-hmm. as the other ones. Okay. I don't know. I feel like. Because it's not going to pass what... Well, you said Jurassic World was $8 billion Yes. This past week. And if it drops, I guess it could, but... I don't know. I don't think it's going to make it. I think we're going to get almost the same as the week before. Thor, Minions... I think it's going to... Mm, Elvis might... Because they've been playing that game where they go back and forth. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Okay. Thor, Minions, Elvis, Top Gun, Jurassic World. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I am gonna. I'm gonna do this. I think where the crowd saying will get number five. Okay. Because I think Jurassic World's gonna drop again. Okay. And if it drops around fifty percent, like it's been doing, it dropped forty-seven, so it drops around fifty. Sure. It will drop to about four. And I, th- I can see where the crawdad's saying opening past four sure. because it's a book and the audience, the built-in audience of who reads that book is going to go. And I think, I think that's roughly $4 million worth of people. Plus Reese Witherspoon is attached to it. Yes. So she's a bigger name. And, I, and, and the older movie going audience, which I, I, I'm just saying, I know it's not like an old person book, but like the people who read... <laughs> You know, I think they've started to come back with Top Gun. They showed up for Elvis. Maybe they'll show up for this That's movie. A very good point. So my prediction says I'm going to go the same exact thing as this week, except we're going to change out number five: Thor: Love and Thunder, number one; Minions: The Rise of Gru, number two; Top Gun: Maverick, number three; Elvis, number four; and Where the Crawdads Sing, number five. Now, also, I'm hoping where the, where the crowd at sing actually opens on a weekend and not like a Wednesday, because sure. that will affect numbers. Because that. It's not going to make as much money. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll have an exact carbon copy. Now, what would make me happy, it won't happen. Because I should point out, from week two to week three, Black Phone only dropped 36%. What would make me happy is if Black Phone snuck back. Sure. That would be cool. I don't see it happening, though. But it would be cool. So those are our predictions. Leave your predictions in the comments. And Nick, please text me yours once you watch this tomorrow. Let us know what you guys think as we move on to our next, well, our first story, really, other than the box office. Uh, This is when you really got to prove yourself in this position. I've trained for this. (laughs) You've trained. (laughs) All right. This comes to us as an exclusive from Deadline. We've thoroughly enjoyed the most recent season of Stranger Things. 
it's my whole personality at this point. <laughs> it's really unhealthy. <laughs> it, no, but but it was really great. It was a really really great season. I think it's the best season they've done. And you know how I am. I don't have like the the average opinion when it comes to the Stranger Things seasons. I really like season two. Okay, it's not the best. It's not the best. But everyone just pretends it doesn't exist. And I'm like, guys, there was a lot of good stuff. There was the one bad episode. There was the one bad episode. There's so much good stuff in season two of Stranger Things. The only good thing that comes from season two is Stephen Dustin. No, there's more stuff. That's the only memorable thing. There's more stuff. I guess Sean Astin. There's more stuff too, but we can argue about it later. It's whatever. Anyways, um, Stranger Things obviously has become such a pop cultural phenomenon that the Duffer Brothers have now launched their own production company and they've made a deal with Netflix. They're going to be called Upside Down Pictures, which is awesome. And this is the headline that I'm going to pull from Deadline. Duffer Brothers launch Netflix shingle Upside Down Pictures that will include a Stranger Things spinoff and a Stephen Daldry-helmed stage play of Stranger Things with a manga live-action series of Death Note and a Stephen King, Peter Straub, The Talisman, or The Talisman, excuse me, series. So they have, like, tons of projects just, like, out the gate. Now, what they have said is that they are not going to be overseeing the spinoff show. I mean, they're going to make their money. They're probably going to get, like, producer credits. But, like, they're going to be like, we're just going to, we're going to produce it. Yay. I think they are going to be more directly involved in the Stephen King adaptation. And as for the stage play, Stephen Daldry, like I mentioned, he was actually supposed to direct Obi-Wan when it was a movie. Wow. Yeah, he was one of the people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe they're also going to be really heavily involved in the Death Note live action series. You know, Netflix getting a mulligan. (laughs) But um, what are your thoughts on them launching this production company and doing all of these series? And I'm sure they'll be credited. Upside Down Pictures will be credited for Stranger Things Season 5, probably. But uh, what what are your thoughts on this? I'm excited. Uh, I do think it's so funny that Stranger Things 4 was such a huge success. I know it probably broke a bunch of records about, you know, hours of watch and stuff like that. And Netflix was like, whatever you want. Yep. Yep. Anything. Whatever you want. Approved. Everything. Uh, So that's... uh, I'm personally really excited. Uh, I know Death Note was uh, not great uh, when the last time they made it. I think it was a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the fact that the Duffer Brothers are now getting their hand in it to do a a redo of that. Plus, it's now going to be, I think you said, a TV show. Um, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited for that specifically. Yes, Uh, the... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. The article also mentions that part of the package will be an original series from creators Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews who did the Dark Crystal reboot for Netflix. Yeah. Okay. That's very much up there. Mm-hmm. Alley like that type of content. But yeah. uh, I personally um, am positive, positively optimistic about the stage show. Uh, mm-hmm. I love theater. Um, I, I love all of that. I love Broadway. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a stage play, not a musical, right? That's what they it's said? It's a stage play, and it will be written by Kate Treffry. Treffry. Cool. I don't know who that is, but... I'm wanted a fake, to fake say theater them. fan i guess i know i'm sorry oh, no it's okay um but i'm excited about that i think that that's very cool that they i don't know if they have any experience with theater i mean they're they're obviously like film people but that's well i know great. i think Stephen daldry may have done some theater let me see daldry's credits include i don't know if these are stage adaptations but i know i think these are tv and movies but the crown billy elliott and the reader okay so those are i think those are film and Films, tv adaptations yes. uh-huh. but, but still yeah but yeah, 
I think I'm it's thrilled. exciting. I am too. Good for them. Good they deserve for it. them. They do. Especially after all the lawsuits they had to go through, which was annoying. One, yeah. yeah. And just like, can you imagine? It'd be really annoying. But what do you guys think about the Duffer Brothers launching their own production company, Upside Down Pictures? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. Did you, how, how much of Walking Dead did you watch? I watched like five seasons. Okay. I will admit, it, it, I didn't finish it. It's a fun conversation starter of like, when did you stop watching Walking Dead? It's like after season eight, I I backed out. I think Nick has watched every episode. I I think so too. Yeah, and the comics. He's read some of them. Some I don't know if he's them. read all of them, but yeah. Fan. I know, but uh, you but I know that. But Stephen Yun, the guy that plays Glenn, yeah, amazing yeah. actor. Yes. He's going to be in Nope coming up shortly. I'm so excited. I never saw Minari, but I heard he's great in it. And um, I think I believe he was nominated for an Academy Award. He was best actor. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to bring up another person that she also enjoys. Um, you're familiar with the work of a Robert Pattinson. <sighs> yes. A while ago on the show, Nick and I reported that Robert Pattinson had been cast in Bong Joon-ho's new movie, which is called um, Mickey Seven, about the um, the clone who returns home to find that he's been replaced, even though he's not dead, and you're only supposed to be replaced when you're dead. Well, according to Deadline, Stephen Yun has joined the cast of Mickey 7. Here's what they had to say. Five years after working together on the Netflix picture Okja, Stephen Yun is reuniting with Bong Joon-ho on the director's next feature film at Warner Brothers. The untitled film is based on the novel Mickey 7 by Edward Ashton and also stars Robert Pattinson, Naomi Aki, Mark Ruffalo, and Tony Collette. I didn't know that last what? part. Holy shit. This is, gonna be, this maybe, is turning into an Oppenheimer Maybe they'll situation. finally nominate Tony Collette. After fucking hereditary, didn't get a nom. I'm still salty. There's a couple, but I'm like snubbed. Mm. Like not even sub to nominate it. She should have won. 100%. She was better than everyone in the category. Whatever. I gotta. I can't get distracted by it. Bong will write, direct, and produce for his production company off screen alongside Kate Street Picture Companies. Duho Choi and Plan B's Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner as part of the later's overall deal with Warner Brothers. The film reteams Bong with Choi and Brad Pitt's Plan B following their successful collaboration on Oakjaw in 2017. What are your thoughts on Stephen Yin joining uh, the untitled movie that's based on the novel Mickey? So just call it Mickey 7. Yeah. That's a cool title. What do you think about Stephen Yin joining the cast? And apparently it also has Mark Ruffalo and Tony Collette and Naomi Aki, which I did not know. Yeah. Him. He's great. I mean, he did great. Like you said, Minari and Nope looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And he, he seems to have a supporting role in that. So mm-hmm. he's getting gaining some traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deserves it. He does. He's incredible. From from all accounts that I've heard of people in the Hollywood system, all say he's wonderful. Yeah. Like a wonderful person. Not only that, a wonderful actor. Yeah. You know, adding you always say adding talent's never a bad thing. Yes. Uh but I'm excited. I think he's great. I will be interested to see uh I don't know, the cast is as it's growing, I mean, I'm loving, like you said, everyone that's adding, but it's an odd group. Um, I don't know, like Mark not, Ruffalo. Not something and, you would have pictured. And, and Robert Pattinson. It's the Hulk and Batman. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. And, and you know, he's an incredible director and, you know, he knows what he's doing. So it uh, just gets me more excited about, about this movie. So yeah. it'll be great. And I, I'm just curious because I believe this is Bong Joon-ho's first movie since Parasite. So... I'm just thrilled in that regard. And I hope that Steven Yen and Robert Pattinson get to share the screen together because Robert Pattinson, he's not only a fantastic actor, he's great at reacting to other actors. Mm-hmm. Like him and, um, oh my gosh. Willem Dafoe. Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. in The Batman, amazing. Him and Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse, amazing. You know whose dynamic I really loved? 
was him and John David Washington and Tenet. I loved those two. Incredible. Like they they're probably not going to do another movie with those two in that universe, but like I would love to see them in a movie together. Like I thought their dynamic was their chemistry. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Really so. well done. Uh, look, I'm fucking thrilled about this movie. I loved Parasite. I love Stephen Yen. I love Robert Pattinson. I love all the other cast members. I don't see how it could go wrong. <laughs> but um but of course we'll see um and it's exciting that Warner Brothers is finally you know, I know this project happened before the new leadership came in, but with the new leadership, you know, it's, I think it's going to go really well and it's going to be very, a very talent-friendly place to be. So I'm excited, as are you. As am I. Lovely. So what do you guys think about that? Let us know as we move on to our next story. So um, something that I'd like to point out is um, on the show, I try to, I mean, obviously if you look around me, big fan of comic books and nerdy things, Star Wars Behind this camera are my Star Wars pops, so you can't see them. And behind both of the cameras are all of my just, like, regular film. Like, I have Rocky, Jaws, The Godfather, Smokey and the Bandit, Jurassic Park, Evil Dead, a bunch of horror movie. Like, I like all kinds of movies, but I do get accused sometimes of just being like, oh, you're just, like, you just cover comic book stuff and this stuff. So, naturally, we're going to end on two Marvel stories. (laughs) Right on brand. (laughs) Just, just. But I promise you, I like other stuff. Uh, Especially... Um, this past week was kind of a slower news week, but for the long viewers of the show, we'll know, they'll know, but, uh, but anyway, um, this one comes as an exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter. Captain America 4 has found its director. Captain America 4, which will be written by, um, I believe Malcolm Spellman is his name. He was one of, I believe the head writer on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, will be directed by Julius Ona. He's best known for directing The Cloverfield Paradox, but he has also directed a film in 2019 called Luce, L-U-C-E, which I have not seen, but I've heard rave reviews of. I've also never seen Cloverfield Paradox. So please take my comments with grains of salt as I haven't seen either of those projects, but I can tell you what I've been told about those projects. I've been told that Luce is an incredible independent film and like it balances a lot of characters and tends to, again, hearsay. And I've heard that the Cloverfield Paradox is an absolute pile of trash garbage shit. <laughs> so people are like, I don't know what's it gonna what's, what it's going to be. Now, what I do know about Cloverfield Paradox, it had the best marketing stunt of all time. And that um, this did not leak beforehand to the public. And because originally what we had found out was that um, overseas it was going to be on Netflix. And they were still working out its release strategy in America. Like that happened the day before the Super Bowl. That article came out. Mm. And then they were going to premiere the first trailer for it at the Super Bowl. And right, and so trailer for the Super Bowl, they show a trailer for this new horror film, third Cl- Cloverfield movie. And at the end of the trailer, it said now streaming on Netflix. And it was like the first time it was just like, oh, oh shit. Like it's, oh my God. Wow. And I remember it being a big deal and it wasn't very good. So it was kind of a really smart strategy of like, let's get all the people to watch it right away and paramount smartly sold it to netflix because they kind of watched it and probably realized like but what i will say from the history of that movie what i do know is that it was being developed as a completely different film i think it was it was called like the god particle like it was it was developed as something else it became the cloverfield movie they did a bunch of reshoots and then the end so some fuckery happened like over (laughs) here you know so i don't know if the director can be blamed but he's also made a great film. Again, hearsay. I haven't seen either of these films. But in the comments, please let me know. Let me know if I'm kind of on the money on this analogy. 
But people are obviously putting in their opinions because he's directing a big Marvel project. Something that Kevin Feige's always been good at is discovering people, filmmakers, who haven't had their shot or haven't had their chance to really show their talents yet and be like, you, mm-hmm. come here. And with, like, for example, the Russo brothers were famous for doing episodes of Arrested Development, Community, and they did a movie called You, Me, and Dupree, or was it Me, Myself, and Irene? It was one of those. I get those two movies mixed up. It sounds exactly the they same. They did one of those. And then they made Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, who would have who would have put that together? Uh, James Gunn did some independent movies called Slither and Super. And then he wrote the live-action Scooby-Doo films. He wrote a couple. He wrote the Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. $200 million budget. Go crazy. I think it was made for less than that. But, like, you know. And people were kind of like, oh, my God. Like, this person's never made anything like that. Like, Taika Waititi for Thor. Taika Waititi is such a big name now. Sure. But at the time, he had he just made, made like, what we do in the shadows and a few other feature films over in New Zealand. Like, um, Eagle and Shark and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, bam, he gets Thor. So, and what Kevin Feige's always said is, I look for people who are good storytellers. And there's several different avenues of that. John Watts, another example. He made a film called Cop Car. It was made for like a couple million dollars. And then Spider-Man, you know. Now, granted, he's gotten big name people before, like Chloe Zhao, who also was not a big like money director, but she was an indie filmmaker. Um, Sam Raimi, I think was the only like big, big person that he really got, like who had previous, I mean, yeah, like, you know, Jon Favreau did Zathora before Iron Man and like, you know, stuff like that. But basically what I'm, this is a long-winded way of saying, <laughs> I think it's going to be fine for yeah. people who are worried about Cloverfield. And I think that this type of movie, especially with a writer who's already been with this character for like an extended series, I think it's going to be fine. Now, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mostly liked. It had three storylines. I liked two of them or had a four and I liked three. Storylines I liked. Everything with um, Sam Wilson and um, Isaiah Bradley. Loved it. Everything with the Winter Soldier and um, him trying to get better and going to therapy. Loved it. Everything with Wyatt Russell and him being the new. Loved it. Wild. Everything with the Flag Smashers, I did not give a shit. (laughs) That was the only thing where I was like, okay, this could be way better. And there are rumors that they did a lot of rewrites and stuff on that show, which I don't know the validity of them but there is evidence of it anyways my brain you know how it works you live with me i just love watching you go well thank you it's it's entertaining well what are your thoughts on um julius anna joining the marvel world directing captain america 4 i'm pumped i'm excited i i think you said it best that uh kevin feige knows what he's doing he knows what he wants he sees something in in these films that he's already done um and whatever the vision is for uh Captain America 4, he obviously sees that, you know, uh, he will be able to bring it to light in the best way. So, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. Well said. Thank you. Awesome job. <laughs> what do you guys think about Julius Anna directing Captain America 4? Let us know as we move into our final story here. Um, what are your thoughts on um, Charlie Cox? You mean my husband? <laughs> um, I'm... Yes. A little bit of a fan, I would say. A little bit, little bit of a fan. What about Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, 10 out of 10. What about when they play Daredevil and Kingpin? Art. Cinema. Cinema art, right? Literally. Now, um, in the Hawkeye series, which we did reactions to. Oh, we should talk about when we're going to do reactions again. Yes, we should. Um, in the Hawkeye series, 
I famously freaked out. I mean, we, we kind of knew it was coming. Like, we'd heard rumors about it. But Vince is not showing up as Kingpin. And then in, in Spider-Man No Way Home, our boy showed up, Charlie Cox. It was so late. It was like we got an 11 p.m. showtime opening night. We were so tired, but the movie started, and you get like this like surge of energy when the movie starts. And as soon as the cane hit the floor, I had Nick on one side of me and you, and you on the other, and I took both of my hands, and I just... Like oh my your god! Soul left your body. It did. It I did. Think, so I'm I famously fall asleep during movies at the theater. <laughs> you I, no crazy every <laughs> single movie. Uh, unfortunately, I fall asleep in. Uh, I vividly remember I was starting to doze off because it was the beginning of the movie. Again, it was like mm-hmm. 11 p.m. This movie started. Mm-hmm. I worked all day. I was yeah. tired. And then when that happened, I was awake the rest of the movie. I was like, "Is that Charlie Cox? I'm here. I'm done. Say less." So I vividly remember how much we freaked out. Yes, it was perfect. It was perfect. Well, I have good news for you. Speaking of it. speaking of Hawkeye earlier, there was a character that was introduced called Echo. And Echo, we knew for some time, it was getting her own spinoff series. Well, after being heavily rumored, it is now confirmed that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, as Daredevil and Kingpin, will be in the Echo series. Um, I'm pulling this from The Hollywood Reporter, but I believe the exclusive was from a podcast known as The Weekly Planet. But The Hollywood, Sourcer, the Hollywood Reporter sources confirmed it. So here is what the article had to say. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, who portrayed classic Marvel Comics characters Daredevil and the Kingpin, respectively, have joined the series, which stars Hawkeye, Breakout, Alequa Cox. That's funny, they're not related, but Alequa Cox and Charlie Cox. As Maya Lopez, Marvel had no comment, which means it's true. But now here's part of the story. Part of this is speculation, part of this is true, and I'll get into it more, but I wanted to... um. Future Editing Dalton, keep the camera on Hannah when you read this part of the story. Gotta be a good reaction. The move is the latest sign of Marvel Studios' efforts to bring popular characters from Netflix now-defunct Marvel shows such as Daredevil into the fold. Sources say Echo will include a plotline in which Daredevil, whose alter ego is blind attorney Matt Murdock, is searching out for a former ally. Podcast The Weekly Planet has reported that that ally is Jessica Jones, another Marvel character who toplined her own Netflix series, who was played by Kristen Ritter. If Ritter as Jones does indeed make an appearance in Echo, that would leave Luke Cage and Iron Fist and the Punisher as the street-level crime fighters still left to be reintroduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, hold on. Let me tell you, I... I had to control myself not to just freak out and cut you off. I was like, don't say anything, don't let him get through the sentence, then you can freak out. Jessica Jones. Okay, but but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's it's the thing. It's not confirmed. I know. It's not confirmed. But what is confirmed is that sources say Echo will include a plotline where Daredevil is searching for a former ally. Yeah. That is true. That's the, confirmed. Yes. Okay. And then they so said. We have hope. And then they said <laughs> it is popularly speculated sure. that this will be Jessica Jones. If it is Jessica Jones, would that excite you? Yes. Because even I will say, I think you only watched season one and like part of season two, yeah. right? Season one of Jessica Jones is fucking phenomenal. It is an amazing series of television. It is so good. Season two, not fantastic. There's a couple good episodes towards the end. Season three was better than two, but it still never hit like season one. Like season one of Jessica Jones was incredible, but something consistent through the entire series, Kristen Ritter, born to play the character. How excited would you be if Kristen Ritter shows up on this show or just if she returns in general? So uh, I said earlier that Charlie Cox is my husband, right? <laughs> Kristen Ritter's my wife. So <laughs> just the fact 
that they could be together again. I loved all of their stuff together in Defenders and, you know... Uh, their dynamic in Defenders was one of the best so parts good. of the show. It's yeah. so good. That was my favorite part. Defenders, kind of... Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Hit or miss. The, hit or miss, yes. But th- this, their scenes together was like magic. Like they, were, they worked so well together. So the fact that they're... I mean, sure, nothing is confirmed. But there is talks of her not only coming back, not only reprising the role, getting to reprise it with Charlie Cox and his uh, Daredevil incredible I, I think i mean i speak for everyone say that we've wanted this for so many years yeah um Ke- kevin feige is known for you know giving uh trying his best to give the best fan service he can right mm-hmm. like he he listens and he tries his best to give the people what they want you know so uh if this happens it it i i'm i am afraid it's gonna overshadow echo a little bit um if this happens mm-hmm. but it's fine it's fine uh I, I will be interested to see if it's a reboot or a continuation as well. I mean, if, if they're going to pick up where they left off or if it's going to be like a, a different version Babe, of them, you know? I have been <laughs> waiting for them <laughs> to answer that question oh, yeah. for so long. Right. The moment we saw Kingpin and Daredevil, I'm like, is it the same ones? Because like Hawkeye, I was like, I don't. that might not be the same Kingpin. But then you saw the deleted scenes from Hawkeye and I'm like, okay, that that is the same yes. Kingpin. And then Vincent D'Onofrio saying in interviews like, "Oh yeah, well after the snap, he, he or they say he got snapped away or like basically the snap caused him to lose all his power and he's been trying to regain the power so he doesn't have all the money that he used to have." I'm like, "All right, that makes sense in my head canonically." And then you have Charlie Cox just acting and Vincent D'Onofrio acting like no different like the Netflix ones, well the Disney ones now they were they've deleted Netflix from the opening credits, but it's the just drama. like yeah right, but it's just like I. And the thing is, I'm so shocked that Kevin Feige did that because, like, yes, he tries to do the best for the fans, like you said. But also, he's known for, like, being very picky with what to do with the universe. Opening up the multiverse, doing all these things. I I think his mindset was, hey, because at the time, Marvel TV and Marvel Studios were different divisions. And the TV shows would all claim that they were in the MCU, but they wouldn't coordinate with Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. And that probably rubbed him the wrong way, considering that his old boss worked for Marvel TV. And he literally had to ask Disney to get him out of working under that boss or he was going to leave. So it was like a huge thing. But I think at the end of the day, Kevin Feige kind of realized, you know, maybe I didn't say they were in this universe, but the fans were told that they were. So it would be disingenuous of me to not do that. Now, with that being said, tomorrow he could be like, by the way, they're rebooted versions of the character. Would it hurt me? A tiny bit. A lot w- of it. Would I let it affect? Like, what? at the end of the day, I'm happy that it's them and that we have the characters. I will be a little sad because we know that there's going to be a Daredevil show. They're going to, Mar- Disney's going to do a new Daredevil I show. About that. Here's what upsets me, though. So many possibilities. Here's what upsets me, though. I'm so accustomed to 13 episode seasons of Daredevil, and you know it's going to be like Daredevil, a six-part season. I'm going to be like, God damn it. No! Okay, but I just want my 13 episodes. Yes, but be happy that you get six. That's true. Okay. Babe, can I tell you something? Yes. So Saturday, July 23rd is Comic-Con. It is. Oh. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If... Kevin Feige because they haven't Marvel has not officially announced the Daredevil show yet like it was a Hollywood like it was a leak or not a leak but like a story if Kevin Feige announces at Comic-Con like officially makes the Daredevil so like picture because I've been in Hall H like the 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 atmosphere in that room there's no other I have to do it again before I die like it's so amazing 
picture like because normally when they announce stuff the lights will go down and then like the title treatment comes up everyone cheers and the lights come up and he describes the project picture this the lights go down it says daredevil and then the lights come up and he's like oh blah 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 like yeah we're gonna do charlie cox is here he comes out on stage whatever and then the lights go down again and underneath the title card it just says season four oh yeah i will cry i will cry (laughs) i'll be like fuck yes i'm so excited about that but yeah i don't know i got a bit i can see it i can see it me too and 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 they're 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 showmen they love that stuff so i would i'd be remiss i am curious as to what they're going to show us at comic-con because either even if they don't release trailers they're going to show the audience trailers and they'll they'll do at least one because d23 is coming up also and that's where they'll save most of their stuff but they'll give us at least one, like, surprise thing that hasn't been announced. I thought Marvel wasn't going to be at this Comic-Con. They were oh, they are. Is that new? They are. They, they are. Wait next year? They are. And DC's going to. Both? Can we get tickets? Is it too late? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just but, kidding. But, yeah. No, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. I, I can't wait. We got to there from, hey, they're going to be an Echo, and then we just... We Charlie Day and it's always sunny. I was gonna like, bring it up crazy. and I didn't know how to, but the the amount of times that we were like, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, spot the difference with Charlie Day. Yep, it happens, it happens. But what do you guys think about Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio joining Echo? Let us know down in the comments below. You know, I guess I'll try to do less Marvel stories next time. Or you could not. Whatever. Or I could not. Or, or or the show is strictly comic books. <laughs> you just wait. It'll be a slippery slope. Watch j- the next episode. I'm just gonna do a clickbaity title, and there's just gonna be me reading all of these <laughs> on okay. camera out loud, like yes. to an audience. Yep. That'd be that'd be great. But uh, I think I think that's all we had. Bit of a shorter show. That's okay. It happens. We went on a little tangent. It's all right. It's fine. All good. It's okay. Good little tangent. <laughs> good little tangent. Little tangent. It's all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You really uh, helped it move along, and it would have been a nightmare to do by myself. Thank you. So thank you. Maybe we'll have to have you on more often. Well, thank you. She's gonna for your job, Nick. Watch out. <laughs> <I'm> serious. <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.